Yo, what is up everybody? Welcome back to the S3 Podcast. This is episode 7. In this episode, I talk to a dude from Florida. Yes, a Florida man who shares an awesome story of transformation and weight loss. We also talk about some other stuff that he's into. Fucking rock and roll and stand-up comedy, uh, jiu-jitsu, and, you know, just a fun fucking episode. Uh, it was really cool. I enjoyed it. I hope you're going to enjoy it. I think you will. All right, without further ado, I bring to you episode seven with the homie Brock Caro. Please enter your details. Access to Welcome to the S3 Podcast. You guys over in Cali, right? California, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit outside yeah. of LA. Um, oh, that's cool. But yeah, Florida's become a kind of an interesting topic. Like, it always seems to be brought up throughout the six or seven episodes I've done here. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. like, we just started talking about it on the very first podcast, and and uh, my buddy he had a couple of his sisters move to Florida, and then um. I was like, dude, there's always some crazy shit going on in Florida. And he uh, all of a sudden starts telling me a story about a dude that robbed a, a gas station with an, using an alligator. And Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I, I heard that one. Okay. I heard that one. And there was a guy, I think there was a lady, or was it a guy, that drove to a Wendy's drive-thru and like just chucked an alligator through the drive-thru. Chucked yeah, an alligator the, um, we through are the drive-thru. We are the Australia of America is what we are. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the things on here will fucking kill you. Yeah, no, that's true. You guys got some crazy shit out there. I, uh, <laughs> it's not for the animals and the people. Yeah, yeah, you got to come up from both sides, man. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> intense. <laughs> but that's how you know the uh, difference between a tourist and somebody who lives down here. Somebody who lives down here will never walk their animal near a lake. What will never what? Walk their animal or their children at the uh, by the end of a lake. Oh God, yeah. I'm sure there's some things you're taught as a young man what to do that. and what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know the ropes yeah. a little bit. Those gators will snatch yeah, you up. Exactly. Man. Yeah, those things are no joke. Mm-hmm. God, I just saw an, uh, <laughs> an article. God damn. Um, a semi truck, I forget where it was, but a semi truck hit, hit, hit a gator, killed it, not on purpose, whatever. But there's a picture of it by the side of the road and it was 12 foot long and something like 380 pounds or something dude like just ridiculous i'm like that's a fucking well, dinosaur hey, you know it's funny that's not even the that's not even the worst part like so in my general area um between miami and fort lauderdale we have you know the everglades out there and when hurricane andrew hit back in like 92 uh everybody's pythons got out oh god so there are just like there, there's pictures online you can find of alligators being eaten by pythons, and just <laughs> alligators get eaten by pythons. Seasons. Holy shit! Yep, we have Burmese python season down here. We have reticulated python season down here. Jesus Christ, yeah. man! Yeah, <laughs> I uh, people aren't animals down here. Yeah, dude, it is pretty fucking gnarly, man. 
And then and then uh, <laughs> that bad drug got started getting circulated around a few years ago. Oh yeah, Flocka. Yeah. Holy yeah, we had a uh, one incident in my town, and that was it. And like uh, our local police department cracked down on it pretty hard. Yeah, good for them. They learned their lesson because they did not you know, want to fight anymore, dude. Yeah, yeah, just taking bullets like they're, they're fucking He Man or something like indestructible. Yeah, man. Like, well, it's not even that. It's like the the guy that this guy wound up fighting. Um, he he pulled up, he, and on the scene, the guy was just naked walking down the street. You know, he punched him, he hit him with the baton, he did everything. The only thing that got him to finally stop is he pepper sprayed him right in the junk. And it <laughs> stopped him, like, immediately. <laughs> That's the soft spot. Yeah, always go for the junk if you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, like, the, the extendable batons they have down here at my local PD, those things are like baseball bats. It's thick. They are way bigger than like the ones over in LA and things like that. It, I think the company who makes them is actually called Peacemaker. Ooh. And that's what this baton is called, the Peacemaker. The Peacemaker, yeah. And I'm going to guess that's because it's you're not just fighting people, but you're fighting Waka people and Whatever. gators and things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zombie people, yeah. you know? Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> It's so funny. I mean, Florida man is a thing for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, man. You know, every time I watch the news, I'm like, please don't be from Florida. Please don't be from Florida. It's like a Florida man. God, <laughs> a Florida man. Yeah, it always starts out that way, right? Yeah. A Florida man walks into a gas station. <laughs> it's like becoming yeah, usually I just have to hear the crime, and I'll pretty much know, you know, if it's from Florida. Like, and it doesn't have to be Florida. Like, it could be like. You know, man runs snowplow into Denny's kitchen. You're like, that's probably from Florida, even though it's a snowplow. It's like a Florida man ran snowplow. And you're like, why does he have a snowplow? We're in Florida. We've never needed a snowplow. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> but but for some reason, he's got a snowplow and he's yeah, fucking shit up. This guy has a snowplow. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fucking funny, man. So you grew up there, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My whole life, man. I, I've lived. Besides, like, two two years or a year and a half that I lived in Tallahassee, I've lived here the whole time. Okay. I've lived in uh, South Florida, the greater, like, 10 miles of where I'm at currently. Gotcha. All right, so I don't know yeah. much about you. Um, I was recommended by um, a previous guest. I shared the basics of your yeah. story, and I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. You know, and I'm like, all right, I got to get him on the podcast, so... Here we are. So. Oh, Courtney's on something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I asked her. I was like, yeah. do you know um, Brock? And then she's like, yeah, he's a real good dude. Um, you know, he's always been cool. And then she shared, like, your basic story, which we'll dive into here. Yeah. And I was like, Courtney's yeah. a Courtney's awesome. Yeah. Courtney's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Yeah, She she's cool. It was a lot of fun having her on the Actually, the last episode, you're the next one. I haven't done one in a while. Just taking a little break. But yeah, yeah I yeah. love what it's she does, totally man. Fun. She does, you know, she's into some real cool, you know, positive I've stuff. I've told man. her many occasions, it is criminal that she's not a partner on Twitch yet. Yeah. It is absolutely criminal. She has the viewers. She's very positive. It is, it is abhorrent that she's not a partner yet. Well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to throw this out there. I think there's a lot of competition right now. It's blowing up just like podcast star, you know. So you could easily get lost but, in it. 
but that's yeah, common but for I mean, her, I, I think, they right? Keep... Huh? I think it's common for her. Like, it, it's, I think she's going to oh, get there. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. It has to be. Like I said, it's not. It'd, it'd be criminal. Like, you know, I've watched her, when I first started watching her, she, she had 15, 20 viewers at the time. Yeah. And now she gets an average of about 60 to 70. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's uh you know, she's trending upwards as uh, they like to say these days. Yeah, she's on panels over at TwitchCon and stuff like that. It's just like I mean, what does she have to do? Yeah, yeah, you know, like I said though, it just uh, <laughs> it just takes time with things like that, man. It, but I believe that if you're you know if you have a you have a good message and you're a good person and you're putting in the work, you know, more than mm-hmm. likely it's it's gonna happen. So I, I wish her yeah. the best, man, and she just has to keep plugging along, doing her thing, dude. You know. And she, I was on her stream earlier tonight, like talking with her, um, you know, before, you know, before she got really, did you let her know you're coming uh, on the show? Oh yeah. Yeah. She knows that. She knows that. Oh, cool. She said she she wanted to hear it. Nice. Yeah. Maybe she'll, uh, she said you're awesome. So. Oh, cool. (laughs) Right on. Good to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Boost my ego. Yeah. I'm fucking awesome. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't. She said you were the best. She said there's no Rogan has nothing on oh, you. Oh man, I'm coming for you, Rogan. <laughs> coming for your top spot, buddy. <laughs> All right. So my producer's uh, here, uh, B Money. Um, say hello. Hey, uh, what's up? I'm kind of high right up, now. Man? So, you, you, pardon me. That's <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction. I'm kind of yeah. high right now. So yeah, right? Pardon me. Yeah, but I'll be here. Um, Possibly speaking up sometimes. I mean, he'll listening. be there physically, mentally. Yeah. It's a completely different. Yeah, game. we might have to throw a rope to him, <laughs> pull him back down from Jupiter, bring him, bring him back to Earth. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that might happen. Right on. Yeah, no, he just chills here. He helps me out, you know, and uh, he'll add a little stuff here and there and like look up stuff for us, kind of like uh, what yeah. Rogan's buddy does over there. Uh, uh, young, uh, Jamie, young, young Jamie. Yeah, he's my young Jamie. Young Jamie. B, B- Money is up. my young Jamie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. On. A way better name, by the way. <laughs> there you go. We got Thank something you. positive going. Yeah, a little something better than Joe. No, he, that show is awesome. Definitely one of the inspirations behind me wanting to do this because he just has yeah, amazing man, guests. Second podcast I've ever I ever heard was his uh, first one being Kevin Smith. Oh, podcast back in the day, like eleven years ago, I think is when I started listening to podcasts. Yeah, wow, that's crazy because my previous guest, which oh god, this is horrible. We talked for like two hours and my computer fucked up, but I don't really want to go into that. But (laughs) we're we're gonna have him back on. We're gonna have him back on. He's one of my real uh, good old school friends, and he was talking about the Kevin Smith podcast. He was like, "That's." He's like, that's one of my first podcasts. So that's it's funny how the world aligns like that. It always happens. It's always something that connects it all. But yeah, you know, pretty cool. So, all right. So uh, the canvas is blank for you, man. Um, like I said, I don't know too much. Uh, so hopefully we can paint a picture here for the audience. And uh, so we already established you're from Florida. Yeah. So we already talked a little bit about the madness of Florida and gators and crazy drugs and zombie people and all that. But uh, besides that, like, how was uh, life for you out there as, you know, a young and growing up? Like, were you into, like, the swamp life or, like, uh, what can you tell us? Uh, about no. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I grew up in a uh, middle-ish, upper-ish class area um, that was kind of rural. It was a really weird area. Uh, um, born in Miami, but uh, moved to a place called Davie, which is a very small town uh, in South Florida. Um and it was a whole lot of like, uh, 
just go outside, play with your friends, get dirty, get in the stick, get in the mud, build a tree house, that type of thing right on. going on uh, when I was younger. But, uh, you know, then How I old connected to right now, 35. Yeah. 35, okay, right on. My age. Okay, yeah. so yeah, you're in that last generation where we went outside and played and got dirty. <laughs> yeah, right? where if like all the power went down, I could still handle business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Build the fuck out of it. Right. what I can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, you're doing that. You're playing out in the mud and being a kid. Yeah. yeah. Just having fun, developing an imagination. Um, and uh, something I've learned is that I tend to go towards things that terrify me. Um, and rock music, my parents are older, but rock music was introduced to me by my brother. And, uh, it was metal music actually and it terrified me it was uh they played for whom the bell tolls from metallica Ooh, when i was a kid that could scare a kid and just <laughs> that sure. the bell at the beginning yeah yeah creepy as fuck was just terrifying mm-hmm. and so i was just drawn to it so and um when i got to seventh grade uh i got my first guitar i started playing that like crazy uh how old know, there'd be days where i come home uh, I was uh, in seventh grade. What? Okay. What is that? Twelve years old. Yeah, yeah, it's some, yeah. Seventh grade. It's about twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you started um, playing then. Nice. I started playing like crazy, which made me very inflated. So like, I'd come home from school and play eight hours, and eat, and play eight hours and eat. So, and I'm not paying attention because my my whole goal is just to get as good as possible. Nice. At that point. Um, so that goes on. I start getting into bands in high school. Um, I got in my area, there was no rock scene, like in, in my specific city when we moved to Tumber Pines, which is, um, the general area of where I'm at now. Um, what was the scene like there? There was no rock scene. There's no rock. No, there was none. Oh, nothing. No, no, like... You had to go to Fort Lauderdale in Miami. That was it. Gotcha. To, to, to get any sort of scene. So we had a hard road to tow, and then we started the scene in my first somewhat big band. Um, and we were we were opening doors for all the bands here. We were playing these big venues and stuff like that. Um, we had a deal on the table with Atlantic Records. Wow. But at the time, that was when they started offering uh, what's called a 360 deal. Um uh, 360 deal, if you don't know, is they don't, so back in the day, they used to just take a little piece of your record sales and then say, everything else is yours, have fun. You know, but they would take most of your record sales. Okay. Now, they, they take a piece of everything. Your merch, your tour, your record sales. Because no one's buying records everything. now. Right? So they can't make exactly. any money. Yeah, yeah. It's totally different, huh? Exactly. So now, you know, you sell a shirt for 20 bucks, the company gets 15 and you're stuck with what's left. Um, so as soon as we saw that, we're like, yeah, we're not going to do that at all. Um, after that kind of went away and we decided not to go with that, you know, members kind of broke off and moved away. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with music. I wasn't, uh, I got into another band and that got even bigger. You know, we were opening up for really big bands. Um, and you know, 30 seconds to Mars, things like that. Ooh, um, that's a really big band. 
Like, uh, for real. Yeah. Well, at the time, they weren't. Like, I don't even think that song The Kill was out. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. They're still kind of starting. Um, yeah. So we we played, we played, we did. You know, we shot a music video, all that stuff on YouTube still. Um, and in 2005, my mom got very, very ill. Uh, and you know, I was taking care of her or whatnot. So in 2006, she actually passed away. So instead of being a grown adult and dealing with that whole situation, I did what any guy would normally do. Just, just stuff those feelings down. Don't worry about that. Just don't pay attention to that. You've got music to make, men, you know? Men, yes. Like, literally, we'd love to do that, don't we? Yeah, exactly. So like, let's say she passed away on a Tuesday. I would play the show that next Friday. Yeah. Like I just, I put everything away. I shoved it down, shoved it down. And then a few years later, that group broke up. And then I was kind of left with nothing, but like this thing that I had to deal with. Yeah. All so of a sudden you're, yeah, you had no more was, distractions. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what I did was, is I started, you know, eating more, eating more, eating more, eating more. And I was just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do some more artsy stuff. But I don't want to depend on anybody because if it's one thing I've learned from these last two bands, I don't want to have to depend on four other people to do what I want to do. Mm. So I got into the world of stand-up comedy. I did stand-up for about eight years and opened, you know, for one or two people. Nobody like really crazy huge. Um, I was supposed to open for Burt Kreischer. Yeah. And. Something's I burning. Got, like, <laughs> I love that, you know, the, the craziest thing was, you, you know how I got that gig? <laughs> I walked up to Bert after his signing for one of his shows, and I go, hey, man, just letting you know that my goal by the end of this year is to open up for you. And he goes, done. Just hit me up on Twitter. I was like, wait, what? Fuck and he's yeah, like, yeah, dude. done. I'll follow you right now. And That's I Bert's hit him so up. He followed cool me. Like <laughs> yeah. so cool. And... and he followed me, but then when he, when I got the date, I kind of panicked mm. and I was like, I'm not that funny. I'm not good <laughs> enough to be doing this. No, no, no. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And so in 2000, I think it was 16. Yeah. October of 2016, I started hearing on other podcasts, uh, guys like David Goggins and Jocko Willink and, um, people like that. And, you know, really listening to Rogan and his health, uh, podcast and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh man, you know, I'm not that bad. Let me go get weighed. You know what I'm saying? So I went to weigh myself and I was 525 pounds oh, at that point. We were bigger than an alligator. And I, I was so, talking about earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think that alligator would have choked my ass. Um, <laughs> So I was sitting there, I was literally, I'll never forget this. I was in bed and I was like, man, I've got, I've got a, I've got a decision to make here. I can continue stuffing my face and wind up on my 600 pound life. Ooh. And after I'm dead, they can haul me out of here, uh, via in like fucking Gilbert. Great. Yeah. Well, Hey, let me ask you this. You know? How much, how were you always bigger? Like what before you got into eating depression? Bigger, but I wasn't that much bigger. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like so you were like all that stuff down. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was like, um, I was like football big. Okay. Not like, oh yeah. my God, I could die. My heart can't handle this big. Yeah, no, yeah. It wasn't like diabetes, your foot's probably going to get globbed off type big. No, no, no. It wasn't Gilbert Great Big. Not okay. at all. Okay. You know, I, w- I was I was definitely over roller coaster big, though. Ooh, yeah. um, so <laughs> I had a decision to make. I was sitting there, and I'm a, I'm a type of person who loves to go out and, you know, shoot guns, stuff like that. You know, South Florida boy, that's what we do. Um and I had to say, I was like, all right, either I get here, be Gilbert, great fat, and, you know, do all that. I could just hit the exit button right now. You know what I'm saying? And paint this fucking wall with my brains. Like, I could do that, and that would stop this. Yeah, it would. Or, <laughs> or I can make a change. That's a better choice, I believe. And so yeah. I started listening again, like I said, uh, David Goggins. And Jocko Willink, you know, these guys that were, I was nowhere near in their leg. These are fucking Navy SEALs, you know, like. Navy SEALs are I have no, yes. Like these guys, well, these guys were just, you know, they. they Were they they actually real Navy SEALs? Yeah, yeah, no, no, the real Navy SEALs, 100%. Real. Navy SEALs, okay. I thought thought you were just. uh, David. (laughs) No, no, no. These guys were actually, they are actually ex-Navy SEALs. Um. Like, uh, David Goggins specifically is one of the baddest people on this planet, period. You know, um, he, David Goggins, he, uh, he was another guy who was big. Um, and he, one day he decided he wanted to be a Navy SEAL and the Navy recruiter basically laughed at him. He's like, dude, you have to lose 120 pounds in 90 days. He lost it in 60. Wow. Um, so I was just like, man, if this motherfucker could do it, I can do it. So I started running and I started jogging and I started lifting weights and, but I, the did thing, it hurt, the did it hurt to run time. at 520 pounds? I, I well, the ankles. The How thing. do your ankles handle that? Uh, they didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like every time I would go do something, I would get hurt. Um, Fuck. but it, it, my problem is, is when I focus on something, I get tunnel visioned on it. Oh, right. So on. I would try and get hurt, try, get hurt, try, yeah. get hurt. And so I was just like, man, I, I think I'm either going to, again, have to give up or I'm going to have to maybe look at surgical options. Wow. Um, so I went to the doctor and he's like, man, we can help you. So on at February 17th, 2017, I, Got a, a VSG, which is called a vertical sleeve gastrectomy, which is a um, say that uh, again. Gastric say sleeve. that again one more time. Uh, it's called a VSG, a okay. vertical sleeve gastrectomy. Okay. Um, so it's basically a gastric sleeve. Is what you can basically learn what it is. Um, they take out most of my stomachs. Basically, my stomach is the shape of a banana. They're about the size of a banana right now. Oh, okay. And, I, I know gastric bypass. That was a big That's word. different. Okay. That that was um, the the gastric bypass. They take out way more and leave you with something the size of a golf ball. All um, right. Okay. But I've but I learned through a lot of research that gastric bypass. Yes, you will lose weight so much faster, but the possibility for regain is a lot higher. Okay. Because you don't develop the right habits mentally. 
Um, that seems like really so, hard to do if you have only a stomach the size of a golf ball. Like, dude, that sounds dangerous yeah. to me. Like, what if one night you it, go off of bears and you have a whole pizza or something? I feel like that could, like, blow your stomach up or something. Like, rip it. Like, Well, the funniest thing about that is after you get that either one of these surgeries, um, there's two things that usually happen to people. Um, one is a 90% chance is usually some you have a child by the end of the first year and a half because you've gotten so small, you get so confident, and then, boom you get some chick pregnant usually or the chick gets pregnant because she's more active. She's getting attention. This is a side effect. You what, become a stud. You start banging chicks. I can see that. <laughs> That's what happened. We, look, if you, if you go, if you're one of the normal guys who go from like, let's say 600 pounds and you go down, you know, even just a hundred pounds, your attitude's going to change. Oh yeah, and then people are going to sense the the change in your attitude and the sense of confidence. And that's the one thing I've noticed that you know most females really love is confidence. Yeah, and then that just happens. There's a thin line and between confidence and rapey, though. You got to walk yeah, that line. Very, very. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a line I want to even get anywhere near. Good, right on. On. <laughs> it's like one of the things. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, yeah. we good? Like, I had the audio recordings. Like, she said yes, Your Honor. Like, um, <laughs> so. And the other thing is, people usually get a DUI because. Uh, well, let's just say before this surgery, I was able to take down nine Long Islands, and I'd be a little tipsy. Yeah, maybe. Right, because you're 520 and pounds. Long, your body can It's just like let's throw everything in a cup and put a splash of soda in there. Oh yeah, that's you a know? fucking massive crazy drink, dude. <laughs> Long Island, seriously, sure. two, dude, two of them, and you're fucking good to go. You know, that's like a fucking poor man's drink for real, though. Or, you know, yeah. right? You're like, you like that fourteen dollars you have to the bar. You're fucking tracked. wasted. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I started losing the weight, and the one thing I learned is that even the doctor told me he's like, "Look, after you get this done, this is going to buy you about three months to change your, your whole perspective of everything, where you don't have to do much." In turn, to lose the weight, but you do have to do the mental work to change your mind and to change your attitude and to change your relationship with food and health. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay. So I got out. Uh, I was done with the surgery, like I said, in February 17th, uh, 2017. And by July, uh, July 7th, 2017, um, it was the date of the Metallica concert down here. And I went already down 102 pounds from 520 so it yeah okay so you're sitting about 400 right now at that point at right? that point yeah right? okay yeah I'm, mad. Yep. I'm good at math and so my mind yeah I would, trust me i'm terrible at math the only reason i passed in high school is because i made a bet with my teacher that somebody was going to win the super bowl at the time and they won so oh, wow that was the only reason i passed math in high school uh, <laughs> that's for real that's for real <laughs> That's a yeah, serious and he's thing? still a teacher at that school too. So uh, like, I, I, I literally was like, "Hey, man, look, if you pay," I, I was like, "This is the third time in this algebra class." I was like, "Who'd you this take?" This team's gonna win the Super Bowl. Oh no, it wasn't even the t- Super Bowl. I'm sorry, it was the national championship. I was like, "The Miami Hurricanes are winning the 2001 national oh, okay. championship game." <laughs> and he's like, "They're not gonna win it. They're not gonna win. It. They're just not that good." And so I didn't do an assignment the whole time. And when the national championship game came, it was either I was going to get a zero 
or I was going to get a C. That was, that was it. And they won. Thank God it got me out of there. Wow. (laughs) Um, But so after that, uh, after that, uh, Metallica concert, that's when the real work started. Um, so the surgery basically bought you that hundred pounds kind of right. Like that was like, yeah, it, okay. it gives you that buffer. It gives yeah. you that buffer to be like, hey, man, get your shit together or else you're going to regain again. Right. Um, so at four, you know, let, let's just call it 420, uh, 422. Let's, let's call, call it 420 for B-Money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll definitely call it 420. Okay, so you're at 420. I think, I think okay. we just excited the producer. Um, so, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to, so what I did was, is I was like, all right, all right. So what I'm going to do, is I'm just going to start working out, just doing random things. I, I had no idea how to work out, none. Um, so I just started watching YouTube videos and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. Um, and then when I started working out, about two months later, I, was, I started having this, this thought. I was just like, man, since you were a kid, what's the one thing you always wanted to do? And I, I was just thinking about it. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I, it just kept bugging me and kept bugging me. I started fixating on it. Like I said, I get tunnel vision about things. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. Um, the thing I've always wanted to do since I was five is be a cop. Ooh. So, yeah. So I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen no matter what I have to do to make it happen. Um, so From I From a rocker to a cop. Well, that's kind of an interesting... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Let, let's yeah. be more specific from a 500 pound rocker from a huge rock star huge rock star <laughs> to a, to a huge <laughs> I want to go from a shape to in shape like there you go. circle yep. is definitely a shape um, <laughs> so, so I started working out and you know any little thing I could get you know if my friends wanted to go work out I was like yeah, yeah I'll join you man I'll join you so about a year after that or no about six months after that I decided that I was going to do something else along with that I was just like you know what I'm going to do something that I've been wanting to do for a long time so I went to North Miami and joined um, there's a jiu-jitsu school down here that is you know renowned through the jiu-jitsu community, community uh, by the name of the Valente brothers. And they're the last, I, in my it's in my mind, I could be completely wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure they're the last people to ever get their um, black belt and certification from the person who helped create uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, Elio Gracie. Um, so what, what was the name as, of them? Uh, what, the what, Valente brothers. The Valente brothers? Yeah, they're they're not blood cousin family, but they're like you know how you say somebody who's really close to your family, but they're, they're like your cousins. Right, right. Um, they're that way with the Gracies. Okay, Valente brothers and out of the, oh, they have YouTube videos. I'm looking it up right now. I'm yes, yes, yes. Valente brothers. I think it's called Valente brothers TV or Valente yeah, brothers yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and they are they're the greatest people you'd ever want to meet. You know, um, they're the only people that Elio Gracie gave a black belt to that wasn't a Gracie. Um, and he's the one that gave his, the black belt to Hoist Gracie, um, Hicks and Gracie, all those guys. Um, Dude, what is that fucking so, price of a class for take from one of those dudes? Like, how, 
Uh, you know, it's actually really reasonable. You, you, you think it'd be like five hundred dollars. You, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, not. Yeah, just, it, it's basically, it you know, it's a little bit more than a gym gym membership. Really? You know, well, they, good for them. Their their thing is they really care about the art. They really genuinely care about the art, and the fact that they took me on at four hundred and twenty pounds Ooh. was it, it, it means more to me than anybody knows. That's really cool because um, they could have just said like, "No, nah, we, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. Maybe come back." Yeah, they could have been like, "Man, we're not taking that chance." Yeah, yeah, That's they could have cool. said, "No, thank you," you know. Um, but they took me on, and I, I was going to jujitsu uh, four times a week, um, sometimes two a day, uh, and then. Within the first year, I had already dropped an extra 110 pounds from them. Damn. So you're down um, about 300 pounds now. So, no. Right now, I'm down 257. You're at 257? I'm down to... Oh. No, no. I, I dropped 257 pounds. Okay. So you go um, in there at 420, right? Yep. Yeah. And then you lose an and, extra, uh, about 100 pounds over a course of a year? About, yeah, about 100, about 110, yeah. Okay. So you're sitting at about 300 um, pounds there after a year. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and then I'm God, going, that had to be you know, hard, working dude. out. The first, the first week oh, it was very hard. doing jiu-jitsu, was... that, the way they have oh, to interact man. and the moves, like, damn, dude. Wow, that had to be tough. Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, 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 it was a beating. It, it was honestly a beating. And, you know, one of the things that I honestly appreciate that – everybody in the school did for me, you know, like in my mind, I have three families. I have my biological family. I have my friends that I made in music and comedy. Like those people are like family to me. And then the family I've made through jujitsu. Um, the, those guys, I, I can't even explain. They, they didn't treat me any different than the 110 pound females. They didn't treat me any different than the, cool. the, you know, a 200 pound black belt, you know, they, they did yeah. not treat me any differently. You know, they, they had the same expectations of me as they did everybody else. Um, which kind of held my feet to the fire, you know, which made me want to work harder. Uh, so what I would do is I would just practice and practice. I'd come home, I'd practice movements and things like that. And I, uh, during that time I started taking the preliminary test for the police department. I took my written test, Passed it with a 99, 98%, 98%. Um, I took my swim test, completely dominated that. Uh, you know, I, I've got all, the only thing I have left now is the physical test to get into this police department down here to start applying. Um, and after, you know, I, I've done everything at this point. I've done CrossFit. I've done you know, jujitsu, which I still do to this day. I sometimes I do it three times a day. Um, I've done, you know, just basic, like before we started talking today, tonight, I was at the gym. Right um, it, you know, I work out six days a week, six days a week, n not missing it ever. You know, even on the day that I say I don't work out, I still do something. I still run. I still, you know, and now I am, uh, uh, two, uh, 260, 268, 268. Yeah. Jesus. Dude. And that's amazing. It, it's just, it's just pushing every single day. And one of the things I learned from listening to Jocko 
Willink and uh, David Goggins. Jocko Willink said, anybody can have motivation. Motivation is bullshit. Motivation says, man, I really want to do this. Discipline is what gets you up and makes you do it. Oh, yeah. Every day, you know, I can be motivated to go. Every day, everybody, January 1st, everybody's really motivated to go lose that weight for those New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah. yeah. But come January 12th, if you don't have discipline, you're gone. Oh, you're right. 100%. Now you just got to- 100%. Discipline is, is the action from the motivation. Like, if somebody listens yeah. to this podcast, you might motivate somebody. Which is the start, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, and I tell people all the time, I'm just like, hey, come with me. You know, let, let's do this. Let's go work out together. Let's, um, you know, I, I want people to work out. And it, I've seen people after they get the surgery and they get down to where they want to get down to completely turn their back on anybody who was their size. Oh, that's no way to um, be, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, people, people are very fickle. Um, I've learned like the day I even put it on social media, the day that I decided that I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for this cop thing. I lost friends that day immediately. I was just like, all right. I mean, why it's the price I have to pay. Some people just don't like cops. It, the the one thing my dad used to be a cop back in the sixties and my uh and I have a ton of really good friends that I almost consider family that are officers right now. And they told me they all said the same thing. If you wanna be liked, don't be a cop. Mm. Hmm. If you wanna make if you wanna make a million dollars, don't be a cop. <laughs> I would not want to be a cop. I am not jealous. <laughs> Of what they have to <laughs> deal with. <laughs> that shit is insane. I'm not a cop lover. I'm not a cop hater. I'm somewhere no, in the just, middle. You just know they're there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, I, I get it. They're dealing with the fucking shit of society, the sewer of society. Well, I mean, day it, in, I tell day people out. all the time that, you know, it, 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 when people get mad at cops, I say the same thing every time I go, you know, the problem with cops is the problem with everything. The people. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't make people perfect. You can't. No. You know, people are going to make mistakes and people have to pay for those mistakes, regardless of who you are. Whether you're a newspaper guy or whether you're a, God, did I just date myself as a newspaper? You said what newspaper the, guy, yeah. Yeah, the milk guy's yeah, coming here. Yeah. Right. Here's here's your quarter. Thanks for the milk. <laughs> the milk man. The milk Did man. you hear about the president <laughs> the funny papers this morning? Um but yeah, I mean it people are people, you know, like Well here's the thing with me, people... with, with with cops, you, you have to take it on a situation to situation basis. Just like with anything, you yeah. can't say all cops are shitty, uh oh, you know, no. oh this is that. Like that's you can't group it. You have to just look at it as an individual thing, you know, and exactly. I really I like anybody. Yeah. I I really like since the body cams came along, that was a 
a, I think a real positive thing for our society because it's holding people responsible and it's just, it's showing the truth. You know what I mean? Because there's bad people in every. No, if you're a cop, if you're a lawyer, or a doctor, or whatever, or athlete, mm-hmm. there's good and bad in every whatever avenue you are in life. Yeah. So. Yeah, my family has done construction most of their life, and let me tell you, there's some shitty construction workers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah, it, it's it is what it is. You know, um, am I perfect? No. Uh, there's a there's a code that the Valente brothers kind of it's kind of adapted from the Samurai Code. They call it the seven five three code, and if you work on it every day, you will never be perfect, but you will be more perfect than you were yesterday. And that's all I ever strive for. I get um, it. Yeah. You know, like today, I did pretty good. You yeah. know. But compared to tomorrow, I'm a total shitbag right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I wake up be like to be that. an inch closer to better. Yeah, yeah. It's like 1% a day, right? Just, uh, you could be yeah, 1%, I mean, 1% better than you You know what? Yesterday. I'm not even that greedy. I don't need 1% because then it would take me 100 days to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's math, take, perfect math. See, who said you were zero, bad at math? Zero, zero, one. I'll yeah. take 0.001% better yeah. than I was yesterday. <laughs> right. A chrome. You know? <laughs> so so that when I'm dead, nobody's going to look at my, go to my funeral and go, God, he was a dick. Like, <laughs> that. that's all I want. They're, they're, like, my bar, I don't set my bar that high. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I set my bar very low because so I can just kind of step over it. There you go. Yeah, one step you know? at a time, right? People get you go. You can't yeah. be, you can't have all these crazy goals, and it, it's like overwhelming if you think it too much. If you think it, you know, if you think of it too much, it's just like so. Like oh, I'm gonna have to do this, have to do. This. I guess you just have to do the one foot in front of your thing, right? Just one little little piece to get eventually to get you to where you want to go. I mean, exactly. Yeah, you know if I. If I thought about, you know, I, every day, my, my whole thing is like, don't get in trouble because that'll totally screw me for this job. And just, just keep plugging away. Everything I do is in service to my goal. Right you know, on. if I'm going to eat something crappy, I'm just like, why do that? That's just going to screw me for today for my goal. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want this job. So eat something decent. You know, don't be a complete asshole your whole life with food. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It's it's baby steps, you know, that's what it is. And that's what I tell everybody, you know, it, if anybody, I have a lot of people come to me about the surgery. I'm um, yeah. asking about it. And I tell them, if you are not mentally ready, it's not going to do anything, but make your stomach smaller. And then you're just going to be annoyed that you can't eat that much. Yeah. Makes sense, man. So yeah. have you, ha- have you had, people reach out to you do you feel like you've become a little bit of inspiration like to me i don't even know you that well but it's inspiring to hear this already but do you have people in your life that you're like in contact with that that are looking up to you right now are you at like a mentor stage well it's okay so it's kind of funny i feel like a lot of people were thinking about doing this before i did it and then when they found out that i was going to do it i was kind of like the their canary in the coal mine and okay. they were like, well, let's see if this fucking guy dies from this, you know, and then we'll decide if we're going to do, you know, go through with it. Um, but there are a lot of people that ask me about it, like all the time, you know, especially people who haven't seen me in a while. Yeah. Um, 
you know, last time they saw me, I was looking for the front parking spot, you know, <laughs> right. just so I can walk 10 feet less, which is probably the dumbest thing I could have done. I could have walked a little bit further. It wouldn't have killed me. I would have been happy and probably been thinner at that point. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just giving people the practical knowledge. It's just like, if you're expecting this to do the work for you, don't do it. Yeah. You've yeah, got to yeah. make the change mentally. You know, this is a 80% mental game. I'm interested. I'm interested in those things they were telling you about. You're more likely within, um, you know, the first little time to like get somebody pregnant, or there's like a couple other things. Oh, yeah. You said, you know, but hold on. Before we go into that, we do this little thing on the show called Segment Time. It's just like these little like word games and thing. And this is a game called Word Wars. Yeah. If you're down, man, um, what we're going to do is I got 20 words in front of me that just randomly I pulled up from the internet. Okay. okay. And I'm just going to say the word to you. And you just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. It can be like a word or a phrase, you know, just a little, just don't make like a story, just like a word or a phrase, yeah. you know, basically like a little, you know, rapid word fire at you here called Word Wars here. Okay? Like an ink blot test with words. Yeah. Got it. Perfect. Second time, second time. Second time, second time. Let's do this. We got 20 words and I am going to shoot the first one at you. And it is the word weapon. Uh, Glock. Study. You say dice? Study. Oh, study? Yeah. Uh, social studies. Specimen. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Distribute. Cocaine. <laughs> Ordinary. Uh, Martha Stewart. <laughs> Violation. Uh. Uh. God. Uh, uh, Jesus. DUI. That's what I, I couldn't think of it. There you go. Dis. Disclose. D I. Disclose. Hey, come on. Try on disclose. No. Disclose. D I C. I don't even know what this means. To be honest with you. Do you disclose? Disclose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what disclose means. Okay. I'm um, a lawyer. Oh, disclose. That's like uh, giving information or something? You got to disclose the information. Yep. Oh, okay. Right on. All right. Uh, next one is news. Uh, terrible. <laughs> Assembly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Assembly. Did you say subway? No. Assembly. A-S-S-E-M. Oh. Assembly. Because <laughs> I was immediately going to say Jared. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> cool, cool. Nice. I could use, you know, I could use Jared for violation too. That would have worked. Oh, yeah. um, so keep going. Definitely would have worked. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> Elephant. Me. History. <laughs> what, what was that one? History. 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 Edward, uh, Edward Norton. Name. Uh. My name, honestly. What is what? Name, my <laughs> name. So Brock. Yeah, yeah, like Brock. Yeah, yeah Brock. All right, name Brock. Um, handicap. Uh, my abilities at most things. <laughs> <laughs> Deserve. Deserved. Uh, discipline. 
Kit, K-I-T, Kit. Kit, uh, model. Addition. Addition. Subtraction. Oh, sorry. Not, <laughs> not audition. Edition, like E-D-I-T-I-O-N. Oh, oh, uh, new, new edition. Nice. Yeah. Old school R&B nice. right there. Some old school R&B. All right, next one is cross. Fake. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, this one is loot. Loot. Yeah, L O T. Gamble. Gambling. <clears throat> nice. This one is um, inflation. Inflation. Uh, ego. Mm, all right. And the last one for you, my friend, is strength. Weakness. I like that word to, to, for your for your uh, episode. Strength. That, that was a good good word to end on there. Strength. Yeah. So, well, you, you definitely I, have a lot. Of so about the strength, like you know, I, I tend to agree with Jocko Willink when people say that he's a very strong person and he's strong in this. The way I look at it is that I'm weak. That's the reason why that came into my head. Um, I feel that I'm very weak. I am nothing but weakness to quote Jocko Willink. Um, and all I do every day is work hard to stave those weaknesses off to fight to be less weak. That's a good way to look at it. I like that. Yeah. yeah. To realize it, that, yeah. Because if I'm already strong, that doesn't matter. You know, if I'm already strong, what is there to work for? Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, from I an outsider's perspective, one of the dumbest fucking people that I know. <laughs> I think we all do that to ourselves. But I want to do. Yeah. But I want to do everything I can to be smarter every day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, see, so yeah, yeah. to me, I see, I see strength. <laughs> I see strength. That like, dude, you you've fucking wow. You yeah, you've gone through a lot. You've overcome a lot, dude, to get yourself to where you are now. And yeah, you're on the right path, bro. It's cool. It's good to hear. I mean, I tell people all the time, it's not, it, it's, it's not that I'm strong or, you know, even necessarily all that discipline. I'm just too fucking lazy to give up at this point. Like, why change my routine? Like, you can't, you can't call it lazy, you know? That's kind of a, it's kind of the opposite of the way I see it. You're not lazy. What do you mean, man? <laughs> Come on. Being hard on yourself. Like, right if I was, all right, look, if I, if I was like truly, um, is strong or whatever. Like I could change my routine. I could change everything and just try something else. No, I'm just like, I'm in this thing. Like I'm in it. I'm just, I'm going with it now. Now I'm on the wave. Now it's just going to take me to shore. Yeah. But it took you, you know? some, it took you some strength and bravery to get to that wave, dude. You could have been somewhere else, like really bad. You could have been like in the middle yeah, of the ocean. Yeah. Just I mean, getting I could have definitely been under like, the wave. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dude. And you're above the wave. So, you're doing it right. You know, now. before I, I was swimming towards the, you know, sw- swimming against the rib current. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then something in my head say, hey, dumbass, why don't you swim parallel to the fucking shore? Yeah. <laughs> the path of least and resistance. And so I was like, oh, that's probably a better idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And, you know, that that's something I don't, I tend not to do, especially since this whole thing. I don't take the path of least resistance. Literally, I've stolen one of David Goggins' uh, uh, hashtags. That he's path of most resistance for most of the things I do. What you, you know? It, it, 
Yeah, go ahead. Like, it, you mean so you if, do- I, if I take the path of most resistance, yeah. either I'm going, most people are afraid to fail. I, I have totally embraced failing because I don't consider anything I do to fail. Either I fail or either I've done it right and I've gotten it right or I've learned yeah. how to do it right. You know, yeah, that, that's, that's my whole thing. Yeah. That's cool. You can't, yeah. yeah it's the, like, even if you do fail though. If like, you're afraid you, to fail, you're afraid to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. People just aren't used to hearing you failed this time. You know, and our it egos can't a lot handle of people's it, right? ego. Yeah, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, no, people people depend too much on hearing the you're great, everything you do is great. You're that's why people stick with their strengths and never play to their weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, they just stay like like you said, they just stay in the, they stay in the current, right, and just kind of let it. Mm-hmm. They don't want it's it's scary though, dude. It's scary to step outside of like once you're in a groove of something and you're just kind of like this is you're okay. Even though you think, man, I could do something better. I know I could. Or at least I could try. But then you're like, man, but it's just safe here. It's like you're in the safe zone. I feel I feel that most people, even at their their hardest working level, that they're only about eighty percent of as hard as they could possibly work. Yeah. They still have an uh, this this twenty percent in them left that they could really push to empty. It's just like you don't go get, get most people don't go get gas when their gas tanks on zero. No, you get gas when you have 15, 20 miles left. Yeah. You should, you know, you should. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, do. but, I don't, I hardly, I don't like, I used to be that way though. I would wait till the last fucking second and hope I could just coast in on fumes. But now I'm like, why? No, exactly. I'm not going to put myself so in that So you did position. that with your car. Why wouldn't you do that with yourself? If you're really trying to achieve something. Mm. Yeah. That's I like that. You know, if I leave the gym and go, man, I could have done something. I could have ran a little longer. Then I, I totally screwed up my day, and it's gonna bug me until I go back to the gym again the next day. Yeah, man, that's really cool stuff, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's just the way I reprogram my brain to to look at these things. Because before I was like, the only time you're gonna catch me running is if I hear an ice cream truck. <laughs> that was the only way you were catching me running before. <laughs> So like <laughs> I'm, I was gonna be sitting inside, and if I heard did it did it and did it did man, like, these yes, feet would be moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking that's hilarious, man. So are you gonna stick with? Uh, are you done with stand up, or you think you're still gonna kind of like? Is that a hobby for you still? Or oh what, yeah, what? man. So I, I like I was I was getting some decent traction, um, but. I'm done with it because a it requires you to be out there every single night. Like you cannot miss a night. If you miss a night, you're going to be really off. Yeah, um, dude, I hear that from most comedians. Say that most comedians, you know, they say that like you, it's either 100 percent or nothing. You can't half step comedy, stamp comedy, right? You can't. No, you can't. Yeah. No. No, because what happens is you come up with a bit idea, right? And then you start doing it. If I do it once every two weeks that then I'm ne- you know, I'm still going to have this dull piece of metal, but if I do it every three, four times a night, I'm going to hone that thing to a samurai sword sharp. Yeah. To where it can just cut anywhere. True. Yeah. No, you're Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You have to be a, yeah, you have to stay sharp, keep sharpening it. Cause yeah, you got an idea. It's just there, but if yeah, you got to yeah, keep bombing going. sucks. Yeah. Bombing is terrible. God, I could. Bombing is one of the worst feelings you could have. 
man, dude, just the people that get up that I give them, either they're just uh, fucking absolutely oblivious or they have a lot of courage. I, I lean on the, the courage side. Like, wow, dude, I, I've never done it, man. Well, but... So for me, whenever I would go do a show, right, even the very last show I did, right before I walk up, like my panic is at an all-time high. Like, uh, like if it's at a one to ten, I'm at a strong nine until they're like, uh, pl- uh, "Please welcome to the stage, Brock Carroll." Uh, right then, the nerves go away. Nice. That yeah, because the, at that the point, twenty minutes before pacing and like, right, it's got to be. Yeah, I keep reading my phone, which is where all my jokes were. I'm just like, all right. Uh, and the contact doesn't look funny anymore. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like Over, overthinking. Uh-huh. Like you look at a joke that you know kills every single time. Yeah. But it's just not funny when you look at it. Like right before you go on, you're just like, oh, why is anybody laughing at me? I'm a fraud. I'm terrible. You know, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> How many times have you uh, gone on stage? You think totally. Oh jeez! Um, over the six years that I did it, yeah, uh, six years. Oh, you were four. Yeah, yeah. I probably did four or five hundred shows. Oh wow! Did it yeah. ever? Did it ever become easier? Like the the as time went on, did you? I, I um, imagine there's a little, right? So, I, I mean, I, like I don't, again, still six years in, you're still a pretty amateur, um, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah you still, you you start to see things like you see the, the, where the diamond is in bits that you're trying to work out, you know, whereas before you're just like, I'm going to say things and hopefully you find them funny. Yeah. That's the first few you know? times, right? You're just like, holy fuck, I'm just going to go up there and say stuff. Yeah. I mean, like the worst I ever bombed, I'll never forget it. Um, it was like, it was strictly, I think it was like an all urban night. And so like 80% of the, the audience was there for a show after my, uh, the one I was on, which the show after us was called Laugh Out Loud Thursdays, I think it was, um, with this guy, with this comic who always performed. He was a pretty funny dude. But the sound I heard, like one of the last jokes I did, this was only like the third or fourth show I ever did one of the last jokes I did was, you know, I was getting ready to leave the station. I was like, Hey, everybody just please raise the glass. And by the way, Whitney Houston had been dead for six days, I think at this point. Uh-oh. Um, and I was like, Hey, everybody raise a glass and let's just be thankful that Whitney Houston has been clean for six whole days. And the sound that I heard come from that crowd wasn't even a boo. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was horrific. Holy fuck, dude! You got balls of steel, bro. But the thing that I actually appreciated about that, I'd rather be booed and screamed at and all that. The one thing I don't want to hear after you say a punchline like that is <clears throat> gunshots. Here's what. <laughs> 
just like a cough and like a sniff in the background. You're just like, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Any reaction, like all the air. Yeah. Any reaction is better than no reaction, room. right? <laughs> you said gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing you don't want to hear after telling a joke is gunshot to Urban. <laughs> yeah. I was just like a gunshot. Yeah, I don't want to hear that because if I just said a joke and I hear a gunshot, hundred percent that bullet aimed at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's oh hilarious. Fucking, like, if I was going to get shot in, it would have been that night with the Whitney Houston joke. Ooh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was just waiting for somebody to stand up. I want to be somebody and bang! Oh, yeah. I get shot right in the chest. <laughs> I want to dance with you, buddy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll give you something to dance. You move your feet, boy. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> and I know that night there was no bodyguard coming to save me. Nobody. Like, there was no Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner wasn't diving from no, behind no, the table to no. save my ass. You're in a field of dreams. You're in a field right of dreams there. if you're thinking that's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then what was going to happen is that you were going to see on the news Florida man gets shot on stage after telling Whitney Houston joke. Florida man. And then I would have been the guy that everybody would have been like, yeah, that definitely happened in Florida. 100%. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Fucking hilarious, dude! Oh, that's so good, man. But you, that God, see, that's you have to expect shit like that, though. You can't go out to a comedy show and get offended, man. It has to stop. If you say that in public yeah, on no, a I bus, agree with that 100%. then maybe, dude. Yeah, if you say that in public in a normal situation on but on a bus, Dave Chappelle. Mm. Oh, that made me so angry. What's that? It's like you came to a comedy show. Why were you getting offended at Dave Chappelle? You knew what he was. You knew. What he does, or you know, he his makes jokes, stand-up? right? His latest one, or just in general? Well, it's just like a, just in general, like so. Yeah. The last special he released got like a zero percent from the critics. Yeah, and it was atrocious to me because I was just like, people were like, it was so offensive, and and all this. I was like, he was telling jokes. He wasn't killing children on stage. <laughs> yeah oh you know what somebody just told me a story about that that this was the the original first week of the reviews where um dave god i got social justice this. warrior he, reviews i'm gonna fuck this story up but he was saying something like it was kind of like he he only opened reviews up to a few amount of people who were like these social woke type culture people right yeah and and they just roasted him. Uh, yeah, because like the 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 girl just came out with a special a little bit before his some some comedian girl, and and it was like the woke culture type thing. And everybody thought, oh yeah, thought it was the so best funniest I thing. Know and, exactly and, and, who you're talking and Dave about. was like, that shit was not funny at all. It sucked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That 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 wasn't comedy. What that girl did, it was more of a TED talk. Mm. Yeah. You know? Sure, and there's a place and time and for Dave, that. There's definitely a place and time for a TED Talk and to be serious issues and really try to help society, but special. not at a comedy night. I want to hear some fat jokes. I want to hear some white people jokes. I want to hear everything. I want some lesbian jokes. I want to hear everything. Hit me with it, man. Say exactly. whatever the fuck you want. Look, Except don't do the uh, don't do the N N N N N guy who uh, what from from um from uh, the Mike or uh, Kramer. Don't pull a Kramer. Uh, on me. Uh, Kramer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, don't pull a Kramer so on me. There, That's there enough. There. But. The funniest thing about that to me was that he hadn't been doing stand-up very long at that point. Literally, he had been doing stand-up a couple months, and it, yeah, apparently from everything that I've heard, the dude was like on 
all the cocaine. Allegedly. Oh, okay. Allegedly. Allegedly, of course. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was, that dude was on I all don't the think cocaine, cocaine gives you a on. license to be racist, though. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I'm not we're all, we're all, we're all in agreement on that, right? Cocaine does you know, not give I, you a I license to be racist. Yeah, of course. It gives, no, you, it gives you a license to do a lot not of other things, but... <laughs> Look, I've explained to... Um, I Like, I have a bunch of friends who, who you know, who are Spanish, Black, Asian, whatever. I always tell them the easiest way yeah, to cock. figure out if any of your friends are, are racist, it's real easy. Yeah. It's 100% easy. How do you do that? All you do is say, hey, man, let me get your phone. And you get the phone, you go to the text message and text yourself and type in the N-word. If it does not, when you hit space, correct it to bigger, you have a racist friend because Ooh. that phone knows that word and knows it very well Ooh. to where it doesn't correct it. Nice. For the same reason that my phone doesn't correct fuck to duck anymore. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. That's good. That's fucking funny, man. I like that. Yeah. That's that's fucking perfect. <laughs> and it's hundred percent foolproof. I've done it to people. Oh man. Yeah. I was like, ooh, God, I didn't know you were like that, Jeff. You know? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, I better not give my phone up to anybody anymore. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Don't oh. give your phone to anybody. Do not give your phone to anybody right now. All you gotta do is screw yourself in the end, Steve. Uh, Hitler. No, 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 get out of here. <laughs> Why does it capitalize that every single time? <laughs> Why is there applause after it? What the, yeah. Why like, is applause like, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> oh, man. It's, like, it's one of those memes. It's like, it's, hit the middle button every time after you type the first word. He's just like, please, no, don't do that. <laughs> Yo, those shits are funny, man. I love doing that, though. You get some funny... As long as you're not a horrible person, you get some funny. If you just do it 20 times and send it to one of your random friends. Oh, yeah, dude. That shit's so funny. It is. It's like the dog was over here yesterday. School's out underneath the bridge. I am hungry. (laughs) Food now. It's work. School. Literally, it's like some story. (laughs) You know what's funny? People laugh at that shit. That's literally how my brain works. Like, when I just... I'm sitting here thinking, like... Anytime I've, you know, been dating somebody, they're like, what are you thinking about? Like, I wish I could just hit a middle button so they could see everything that I'm thinking. I'm like, that. All that, I'm thinking of it. Yes. And it means nothing to you, but it's funny to me. Exactly. Hell yeah. You know? And so, um, but yeah, man, like in the next uh, couple months, I'm going to be taking this physical test and uh, hopefully things go well. If not, I'm going to train harder and then do it again. Right on, man. Well, look, it's been good talking to you. I got to run, dude. Um, I would definitely yeah, want to have you back absolutely. on, okay? Yeah, let me know, man. You've got my contact information, and we will get it up. Yeah, man. Keep me posted on, on, on your journey here, man. It's been fucking really interesting and cool. You're a great dude, I can tell. So keep it up, man, and uh, we'll talk soon, bro. Absolutely, brother. Thank you for the time. Okay, thank you, man. Till next time, bro. All right. All right, peace. Bye. Nightlife, hey bartender, keep them coming, this liquor 
with my glasses Got me buzzing You probably shine if you stand in the light right Not gonna lie, I'm addicted to this nightlife Hey bartender, keep me coming This liquor in my glasses got me buzzing It's evident what this evidence is pointing to Cause when I'm on the mic, I keep it sick like the flu I know what must be done and it starts with my heart and Then it goes to my toes, I feel it running through my bones And now it's creeping down my spine With a mind designed around this shit is dangerous I'm on the cusp, I can't even trust So let me get a piece of the crust Just a piece of yeast, at least my flow's a beast So unique, unleashed, can't even sleep Can't even think, can't even drink Can't even eat, malnourished Meanwhile you're encouraged to live I'll never forget, but I got the heart to forgive Cause I just came here to light up the stage Rattle the cage and write another page In the history books, so look You got shook by the room once again I hope you comprehend Probably shine if you stand in the light, right? Not gonna lie, I'm a dictator, it's nightlife Hey, bartender, keep them coming This liquor in my glasses got me buzzing Still drunk from the night before Woke up on the floor next to a random whore The shit you get used to when you on tour Got me checking for cold sores, that old metaphor Seems like I've been down this road before Six of us in a Honda Accord, two doors One blunt lit up, heavy in rotation Remy on the rocks, work for the dedication Riding shotgun, blowing shotguns Got your girl so strong, uh She wanna bang like my name was Will Hung Cause I'm well hung, any beef we got dog Get well done, call me Jack Skellington With my black scully on, black Don Cully on I'ma ride with a winner whenever I'm right or wrong Boom, triple one, we back and we in the zone I'm here to get the riches, fuck them bitches Yeah, I rap somewhat like stitches More like gauze, when I move my jaws I say rhymes, hey, lick my balls If you don't like it, stay on the wall There's a party over here, bunch of sluts in their underwear Oh my god, these sluts gone wild If I'm not careful, I'll have my second child At Taco Bell, I like the sauce that's mild I'm kinda nice with these microphone devices No need to argue over who is the nicest I just came here to get my Slices. Oh, you're a Pisces? Cool, I'm a Capricorn. I keep it warm, even in a shot to winter storm. Hat on my head, black socks on my feet. I'm swinging for the fences and I don't need to cheat. I'm in the game, on the bet you beat your meat. On the bet you beat your meat. On the bet you beat your meat. Oh. You probably shine if you stand in the light, right? I'm not gonna lie, I'm a dictator, it's nightlife. Hey, bartender, keep them coming and they're in my glasses. Got me buzzing. You probably shine if you stand in the light, right? I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm.